this is being recorded on October, yes, October 5th, 2017. How are you doing? It's fall. It's wonderful. It, it's it's the best time of the sports year. You know, it really is. It really fucking is. I got a lot of grievances today. Yeah, I, I need to start doing the podcast earlier. Back back to the schedule earlier of the week. I feel like these stories have been sort of festering. And uh, I'll tell you, a lot of my, my angst, a lot of my grievances are towards the fucking media, which is just... So despicable and pathetic at this point, but um, we got a lot of things to get to. Oh, do we got a lot of things to get to? I was going to do the podcast, uh, let's see, I was going to do it Monday, do a little sneak preview of the wildcard game, but then I thought, who really gives a shit about my sneak preview? Nobody. Nobody cares at all. So I figured, oh, well, let me, let me, let's wait for after the game, and I didn't get around to doing it yesterday. So here we are, a few hours before the game, and game one against the Indians, and again, you, you, you'll have heard that game by the time this is uploaded and all that, but anyways... Let's talk about that wild card game, huh? Holy shit. That's, that's, as a Yankee fan, you know, the, my age, what, you know, mid 30s, 37, I'm Brian, um, mid 30s, experienced a lot, experienced a lot of, of great games and, you know, championships, all that bullshit. But, man, you haven't heard, you haven't felt those nerves in a long time. I tell you, you, you haven't felt them because the, the wild card game in 2015, all Yankee fans knew there was no chance. The Yankees were going to lose. It was going to be pathetic. And, uh, it wasn't going to be a match, and it wasn't. What was it, 6 nothing? Dallas Keuchel fucking blew him out. He just shut him up. They didn't do anything. So I was worried about a little bit of that. Um, let me take this. I feel like the podcast has been making too much noise the last few... Where it's going? We keep hearing this. I'm just going to take... I don't need to hear myself. This, this, this isn't a, uh, you know, some professional production here, so I'll just take the headphones off. I don't need to hear it. So I... Where the hell was I? But this, this was actually like... Okay. I, I was worried about a, a no-show from the bats. Severino, like... And I, and I said this before... When you have guys that figure it out in in a certain year, they either start that first game like a let's say brick shit house, but didn't really apply there, but just completely on fire and dominating, or they shit the bed. We obviously know which way Severino went. He sucked. It was terrible. Nerves got to him, and uh, it, it, you couldn't have asked for a worse performance from Luis Severino. Let's be honest. Yeah, only only place to go from from here is up. So there's that. And listen, former guest, friend of the podcast. Brian Kenny said, start Chad Green. Everyone laughed at him. <laughs> you idiot. You're so stupid in your saber metrics. Shove him up your ass. But you know what? Well, he didn't start, but he came in and Chad Green dominated. David Robertson dominated. Like, this was a total saber metrics game, and it wasn't intent to. Intended to. I mean, Terry Francona. This is a Terry Francona manage-like game in the playoffs here. And it worked out. And you have, you felt like... It was going to, something good was going to happen. I mean, 3 nothing. you're like, oh, well, this is fucking terrible. When Didi Gregorius hit that home run, and I love Didi Gregorius. I, and I troll on Twitter and say how, you know, how awful Jeter was and how terrible a guy he was. And listen, I don't know. I like the excitement from Didi. It doesn't come forced. He seems like a nice guy. Derek Jeter is an all-time great. Let's be honest. If anyone's really like, oh, you know, he's just trolling. You know, he's doing this for, for attention. Derek Jeter looked like an asshole. Can we can we all agree that? I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He just kind of looks like a dick. He probably treated his teammates like dicks. Unless he, you know, respected them. Like Jorge. Or Pettit. Or Mariano. They're classy individuals. The rest of the paupers were nothing. Nothing. But, I mean, you see that general excitement after that home run. When, when did you ever see that out of Derek Jeter? And I know we're, we're not measuring players on their excitement. If that were the case, you know, Terrell Owens would be the greatest player of all time in all sports. Look at his excitement. But it seems genuine. And I don't know, after that home run, I felt like, okay, this, it's back to 0-0. Fuck the beginning. Fuck the bad start. Here we are. 
And it just went on from there. I mean, the Indians, the Indians, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to them. Uh, the Twins only scored one more run after that. And uh, what, what can you say? Home runs by Judge, home runs by Gardner. Gardner pimping it. Gardner with a bat, not a bat flip, a bat drop, pimping it and staring at, uh, was it Santana still at that point? Or was it the the next? No, I think it was the Barrios, right? I think he hit that off Barrios. Couldn't be happier, man. And uh, it was just one of those games where, I was going to say it totally about me. It's one of those games where you get really intoxicated for. And uh, it happened. Oh, it happened. Still still nursing that one off. But uh, you got you to calm down. You're in the long, long haul here. So they take on the Indians today. Again, by the time you heard this, we'll already know. I'm predicting a 3-0 sweep by the Yankees. And they'll finish it off Sunday at the stadium. So that's, that's, that's what I foresee. So uh, rest of the playoffs get underway. I think the Red Sox are actually, as I'm doing this, they're starting right now. So Eduardo Nunez in their designated hitter over Hanley Ramirez. I, I know the numbers probably, you know, justify that, but just the idea of those num- the, those names. Yeah, listen, we're going to start this first game. We're going to put Eduardo Nunez. Yeah, Nuni. We're going to put him in there at DH over Hanley Ramirez. Holy Christ. Wow. Okay. I mean, I know uh, Hanley Ramirez has his deficiencies as a player. Most of those come in the field. Yes, he's a free swinger, but again, m- most, most of the issues with Hanley Ramirez in the field. We're talking about DH spot here. <laughs> so anyways. That's that. Baseball playoffs. Uh, having the Yankees in it, too. I mean, that's baseball players are great anyways, but then we have the Yankees in it, too. Even if you're not a Yankee fan, it, it just brings more excitement because you can hate them. You can, you can hate watch. I mean, that, that's, 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 the main, that's the name of the game. So anyways, uh, like, I, like I was talking about my angst with the media, we'll, we'll jump into this now. Uh, this is something that's sort of, eh, it's not really, it, it's still festering. It's no longer new news, and that is the NCAA scandal involving uh, Rick Pitino. And other players, too. But he seems to be the main guy. And it's shocking, shocking. It, brace yourself. Rick Pitino's a scumbag. I, I love all the, like, the fake fucking... Well, let, let's let's get into the charges here first. So they got four... The FBI got four... You know all this, but they got assist, four assistant coaches, money laundering or, or bribery and all that shit. And uh, usually the feds don't lose. They, they don't lose. They don't lose. Uh, don't play the babe in the woods routine with me, Karen. You, were, uh, I, you heard you on those wiretaps. You, you know what's going on. Um, good fellas. The, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. So Patino is believed to be coach number two. Uh, lots of money going his direction. Obviously. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what it is. Is he still an employee? First he was fired. Then he was on administrative leave. Then he was going to be, they voted to fire him, but I don't remember anything actually saying Rick Patino is fired. So I, I, for, for all I know, I believe he still is an employee with an unpaid administrative leave with the university, university of Louisville, Louisville university. Louisville University. Um, so they have four assistant coaches. Now, I have a feeling that this is not over by any... I have no evidence. This is not... I think one of the FBI people said, um, we, we, we know that this is a widespread thing. If you are involved in these activities, please call us. You don't want us to call you. I doubt any college coaches are like, hello, can I speak to the director of the FBI? I have lots of crimes to confess. Because that's totally the way of college sports. I mean, it's always admit first... Before you're caught. I mean, that's just the letter of the law. We all know that. But uh, it, it'll be interesting going forward to see some of these assistant coaches or anyone else that is going to be uh, named in this if they start singing. Singing like a canary. Singing, sing. Like, is anyone really shocked here? This is the thing. Like, all, I follow a lot of college basketball writers, and I realize it's their livelihood. I realize this is what they do, the sport they love, why they got into this business, and they're passionate about it. But, like, the fucking complete, like, head in the sand bull. Like, can you believe this? Wow. So disappointed in, in, in Rick Pitino. Fucking Dick Vitale. 
like, can we get this guy off the air? Can you take the Twitter account away from him? He's a senile old man who belongs in a home. He used to be, like, the face and the voice of college basketball. He never did it for me, honestly, even at any age. Think about what he appeals to. He appeals to kids who don't know any better, whose brains are still forming, to, to say, oh, that guy's funny. He yells and says stuff. And old people, because they think it's cute. Everyone in between thinks Dick Vitale is a complete horse's ass. And he is. Oh, I talked to Rick Pitino last night, and he vehemently denies all the allegations. Oh, yeah, I know. Rick Pitino has such a great track record of fucking telling the truth about anything. Give me a fucking break. Dick Vitale will, he will defend all of those blue blood college coaches. It does, he, they could murder his family. And he'd still be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'm not fully convinced. I, I, I don't know. I may have seen something different. All those guys. All these guys on Twitter. Oh, well, you know, the system has made them do this. The system, I have said this a million times. I understand that there is a, there's a fiscal fucking divide in college sports. The schools get the money. The kids don't. Well, apparently they do. But, you know, the, the idea that there is a big divide, I'm on board with that. It's fucking obvious. It's obvious. But you know what? You don't like it. Don't play. Oh, that's easy, Brian. Oh, oh. yeah, I know it's easy for me to say. There's Europe. There's other options. You know, don't tell me you're oppressed when you choose to get into an oppressed system. There are people that are oppressed in this world. There are people that are oppressed in this country. It's usually not by choice, okay? I understand you have a, one, a, a, a worldly talent that most human beings don't have. And this is usually the standard route to go do it. But don't fucking tell me that you have to do it this way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So now it's all now now it's everyone else's fault because Rick Pitino's a scumbag. Like I love the fucking correlation from this. They will defend, you know, and and she was a great guest when I had her on a year or two ago. Nicole Auerbach, formerly a USA Today, USA, yeah, USA Today Sports, and I think she's with the Athletic now. But you know, I asked her a question. I said, I forget her exact answer, but I, you know, I said something along the lines of, you know, what does it say that the active college coaches that are, you know, in the active college basketball coaches that are in the Hall of Fame right now, the Basketball Hall of Fame, all have had a scandal. And her answer was like, well, why do we have to bring them up? I, I, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but it was something kind of weak. And back then, you know, when I first started this podcast and the idea that people were responding to emails to be fucking guests on my podcast, I was like, there is no way I'm going to offend them or put them in any difficult spot. I'm not, you know, so I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, great, great point, Nicole, Nicole great point. You know, I, I'm not doing that anymore. I, that, some people have asked me, why don't you have any guests on? Why, why don't, what, you, you sort of dried up in guests. That's like, I mean, I still still looking for guests and everything, but I'm telling you, I, I can't do the the whole like get anybody on just to do it. Like, do you guys like listening to that? I, I'm sorry. Like at a certain point, I, I don't even like putting the interview together. Just like, oh, so oh, tell me, when, when, what age did you, did you, you know, want to be a sports writer? What, what, what was that like? <laughs> wow, that seems fun. Like I can't do the fucking t tongue in cheek, not tongue in cheek, but the slap and tickle bullshit anymore. I'm sorry. It has to be somewhat funny or I don't want to say, you know, controversial, but I mean, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't. So what's your favorite stadium? Like, what was that like? I feel like people mature and that is me maturing with the podcast. I don't care if it's not maturing in popularity or I'm getting shots on ESPN2, like part of my take, which is a complete fucking sellout move. But you know, I, I, I can't do that anymore. That's just me. Completely off topic. But back to college basketball. I mean, her, her response to that was just so, eh, you know, we're going to defend these fucking heroes because they tell other people to put a ball in a hoop. That means they're good guys. Okay, they're good guys. So. That's that's college basketball at this point. So it'll be very interesting. I mean, it could possibly be the death of college sports. Now, obviously, that is a it's, it's a bit premature. Let's let's see how this goes. But uh, things could change. They're always going to find new fucking ways. They're always going to find. Oh, yeah, we're completely fine. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. 
I mean, the, the idea that, like, we do 30 for 30s and, like, Sonny Vaccaro and stuff. Like, all these fucking scumbags. And then, like, something like this happens and everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God. How, how, how did this happen? Where, where where did this sacred sport go? Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Where, oh, this is, where this, there's a lot of anger coming here, Brian. Oh, you don't fucking have any idea. So, that's that. Rick Pitino, the, uh, the uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant, fucking 15-second man, you know, Getting the strippers in the in, in Minardi Hall, named after his brother-in-law, who died 9-11. Now this guy is completely denying everything. He is a scumbag of the highest proportions. And believe me, I don't want to single him out. That's a lie. But there are plenty just like him. Plenty just like him. He is, I'm pretty sure, the highest paid college basketball coach in the United States of America. Seven and a half million. And his program makes the most money last year. Or no, no, excuse me, not last year. I think for like six or seven years. I'm shocked all of this money from Adidas and recruits. It just doesn't make sense to me. And AAU coaches and fucking traveling teams. It's all garbage. All of it. So looking forward to the beginning of college basketball season. That should be good, uh, as, I, as I always do. Anyways, uh, what are we moving on to now? The, the other thing I wanted to... Uh, let's stay in the media thing before we, we jump into the Cam Newton controversy. Um, and that is... Uh, what the hell was I going to talk about? So I didn't really get into the whole Michael Bennett accusations of the Las Vegas cops um, in the last few podcasts. I don't know. I didn't know what to say. Uh, There's a lot of contention. I didn't want to take a side either way. Uh, just because I'm not a big Michael Bennett fan, uh, I think he is one of those one of those athletes that we're told is really thoughtful and 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 he really you know he gets it. He really he really understands things and he he, he makes you think. No, he doesn't. He's a horse's ass. So he claims this that he was uh you know I guess what police brutality or excessive force and singled out and profiled after a active shooter response in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, thank God at that point it wasn't one. Uh, unfortunately, like what happened the other day and. So more video comes out. He said that he had a gun to his head and a knee to his back and he was singled out. So video comes out that shows him running, jumping over, not listening to people. And, uh, you know, saying the entire thing was complete, complete, completely out of control. And he was disrespected. I mean, he even, he even wrote a letter to, you know, the, 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 the filing a lawsuit against the Las Vegas police department, yada, 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 a whole, whole fucking deal. Um, so more video comes out that shows this. And shows this at the end um, of him, like, shaking the hands of police officers. Now, I will say, because this there's the huge rallying cry to say Michael Bennett is a liar. I will say there is a gap in the middle of that video where it just goes boom, boom. You know, it's obvious that there's a piece missing. I will say that. But let, let, let me ask you something. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you something. Think about the last time you had an interaction with a police officer. Whether it was good, bad, indifferent, whatever. When's the last time you fucking shook his hand? Tell me that. When's the last time you shook a police officer's hand after something? Oh, well, I did. I did. Okay, yeah, maybe you did. Any interaction I've ever had, good, bad, whatever, I've never. And it has nothing to do with, like, uh, like sticking my chest out saying, fuck you, Mr. Officer. It's just like, you know, it's just not the thing I do. So you have all the fucking people, you know, all the fucking phony media bullshit you know, Dan Levitard was crying over Michael Bennett, crying. The biggest fucking pandering asshole there is. If you listen to Dan, if you like Dan Levitard, don't listen to my podcast. I, I want, I want that. I want to double down on that. Do never delete the subscription. That guy sucks so bad. And everyone else and Jamel Hill and Richard Dyche, 
everyone, oh, this is a problem. Read this. It's important. You know, all this. And then when it comes out, there are only a few people. Some of that, that the whole, the defending media crew, only a few. And I, and I you know, I, I dislike Bomani Jones to the extreme. He at least touched on it. He at least acknowledged it. But most, most of the same suspects were saying exactly what I said. Oh, well, there's a part missing. But that was it. We moved on. If you were that vehement that you thought that this was all a setup and all bullshit, wouldn't you continue the story? We completely moved on. They, they didn't give a shit. No, 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 don't worry, buddy. And I hate to, like, siding with Clay Travis, who I find is a scumbag as well. He's right about this. The media just ignores it now. Michael Bennett is a, I, I was about to say is a liar. I don't know, man. He's certainly dishonest about the entire account. There are other parts of it he's probably, he may be completely right on. I have questions about that gap, but I'll tell you the entire thing. He is a liar. He is dishonest about the entire thing. He's going to sue them because he shook his hands afterward. I'm not saying you can't sue someone if you don't shake their hand, if you shake their hands, but come on. Completely unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the media just ignores it. Yeah, yeah don't, don't worry. Don't, yeah, there's a piece of video missing. Don't worry. Yeah, just, just move on. So, oh, wow. Uh, did anyone see that fucking new gif of, you know, LeBron fucking dancing with Dwayne Wade on a beach or something? I don't know. The NBA people, too. Uh, guys, I know you love the NBA. Can we calm the fuck down? It's preseason. I mean, the, the just absolutely spontaneous combustion of people over, like, a dunk in a game where... NBA, there's no defense to begin with. Oh, that's an antiquated term. No, that's not that's true. They did not play defense. Um, the idea that they're playing any any preseason game is... <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I I guess I'm that way. No, I'm not that way. I was going to say maybe I'm that way about spring training. Maybe the first game. I'm just like, yeah, we got baseball back. Fuck yeah. After that, oh, oh really? The uh, split squad Yankees beat the fucking you know, Brewers and you know, Sarasota? Oh, wow. That, that's great. Wow. Fucking John fucking Billy whatever hit a home run. Cool. I'll never hear from him again. Who gives a shit? People need to calm down. So um, I guess I got, I guess I got to you know, just address Trump. And I know people are probably tired of hearing about it. They're tired of hearing me about, talk about it on Twitter. Um, he actually, you know, didn't make a fool of himself in Vegas. He, he after what happened there. Uh, and listen, I probably said my whole gun rant before. I don't, I don't get fucking people with guns. Uh, I'm not for banning all guns, but like the idea that anyone really gives a shit about gun control, like the the the, the general consensus. I know people give a shit, but like the national story and the national attention that it's all going to go away. It'll be gone soon. So, I mean, we can have arguments all over the. You know, it's mostly Republicans. They don't they don't care. There, there's no gun control. I don't have a problem with people having guns. Why are people buying like 19 AR-15s? Like, why do you need that? Well, it's my goddamn right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your right to do a lot of things, but people don't do them. I, it, it's just such a stupid excuse. So I use it for hunting. That deer must must be absolutely obliterated. It, what What is there left? How can you even stuff that thing? A taxidermist won't touch that. And, I, and I'll echo the same thing that's been said a thousand times. You know, if fucking 20 little kids in Connecticut doesn't get any real change, then nothing will. Uh, and I talked about Jimmy Kimmel before, you know... I know he's like, per- he, he's, he's, I think he's being sincere when he talks about these things. It's the, the, the crying though. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should not touch that one. Maybe people that I just, it's a comedy show. I don't Well, Brian. He's talking about things that are personal to him. Why can't you let him talk about it? I guess I can, whatever. I just, I don't know. I'm not going to tune into ABC world news today to hear David Muir talk about, you know, the game one of the ALDS. It just, Whoa, people can't talk. Okay. 
does anyone like actually hearing this <laughs> mumbling fucking back and forth between two people when it's actually one? Anyways, that that that's my take on it. Trump didn't make a fool of himself in Vegas and Puerto Rico, obviously. Like, and here's the you know, I know people that voted for Trump. I know good people that voted for Trump, and I know people that are you know they they're not racist people that voted for Trump. People that you know liked while you disagree possibly with some of his policies. It's got to be, though, exhausting trying to defend this guy and the shit he does. He's not real. He's not like a human. Like, he doesn't have actual human actions. He, he doesn't do these things. I mean, like, what happened at that? Like, throwing toilet paper into the crowd and just... He wanted to... And I did not see this anywhere uh, actually sourced or anything. There's a story that he wanted to throw chicken, Kansas chicken soup into the crowd, and they told him no. I will say that that is... I did not see that actually sourced anywhere. People are just saying that, so... Um, I, I guess like you could, could call it fake news. Fake news. There is plenty of fake news out there, but you can't use that as your retort to things you don't like. It's it's just I think that's the way with the uh, the Trump the Trump issue. Uh, I don't think he cried in Vegas like like a lot of. I don't think he's capable of crying. Honestly, I don't. Has Donald Trump ever cried in his life? Think about a situation where Donald Trump would cry. I can't I can't think of one, unless there was like physical pain like inflicted onto him. Maybe like a tear would come out. I just don't think he's capable of actually, of actually crying. I, I don't think that's, that's, uh, no, I just don't think it's possible. So, all right, we're about 21, 21 minutes in. I kind of want to watch this Red Sox game. Uh, we'll jump into uh, Cam Newton. And Cam Newton, uh, obviously, we've all heard by now, made some sexist remarks to a female uh, reporter who, I, I even ran this by my wife first. She, the, the reporter's last name is Rodriguez. I think that's how it's pronounced. She forgot the Z, right? I said, have you ever seen this name? She said, no. I said, okay, good. I can talk about the podcast then. Uh, that doesn't make me look like a bad person. Rodriguez, pretty, you know, you, you want people, I think Simon, the great Simon and Yonkers brought this up. Um, you, you know, you want fucking people asking legitimate questions at press conferences. We, get, we give so much shit to the media when they say, uh, you know, well, what was that like when you, you lost game seven of the World Series? Asking fucking just completely buff- questions, you know, riddled in buffoonery. And she asked a legitimate, like, logistical question. And he's just like, <laughs> you know, uh, like, it's funny <laughs> to hear a female talk about routes. Just funny to me. He has not, now he has, I guess, apparently doubled down on this to a certain extent where she, uh, the, the, the reporter, Jorana, Jorana, I, 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 it starts with a J, I don't want to mispronounce it. But uh, she said, he, didn't, people said, did anyone talk to him about this, like, a follow-up question? And, uh, you know, afterwards, he's, she said, I, I did talk to him and I'm not going to repeat what he said because it was worse. And if I continue to do this, I'm going to not be doing my job, which I'm here to do. Seems like an Cam Newton looked high or something in that press conference. Don't tell me he looked normal. Um, I go back and forth with Cam. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's a showboating, you know, ham, look at me, dickhead. I've never really thought he was a bad guy, though. He's always seen, he seems to be big in the community. He's always nice to little kids. I mean... Derek Jeter did that too, and then we know what happened to him. Firing people, making people fire people for him. But now he's going to hire him back because he's just fucking, you know, Father Flanagan. Oh, he's so wonderful. But so what the media has to do, and this is this is the odd, because Cam is a media darling. Okay, we, we all know that. And uh, what was done was the, 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 I'm trying to get my words together here. There's such a, a there's a notion that well 
other people have done stuff, so his is okay. It's not that big of a deal. Like I heard some people, and this had thousands of retweets. Well, we have a we have a president who thinks it's okay to you know grab grab women by the pussy. So I mean, you know, his really isn't that bad. Like, is that where we're going now? We're we're justifying bad statements made by other people to justify bad statements for the for the subject in question. Like, is that what we're doing now? Seriously, how dare you say that to me, Brian? Yeah, hey, but remember Hitler, right? Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a good call. That, that, that's where we're going right now. And, it, and then the media, or I don't even know if it's the media, but either way, I sound like such a fucking like conspiracy theorist. The media! Um, but goes through her tweets and finds some, I guess, I don't know if they were actually racist comments, but she used the N-word, the, the abbreviated N with the A at the end. Uh, and I guess she said racism is funny or something. She apologized for that. So now it's back and forth, back and forth. You better choose a side on this. You better choose a side now, okay? You, are you Cam? Are you a reporter? Or, or what are you, you know? So now all of a sudden the kneeling is gone. Michael Bennett, remember? Mike, Michael Bennett, the, one of the, the, the forefronts of the kneeler movement, lying about his interaction with the police. Most likely lying, I'll say. Forgot that part, but we'll get... We'll, <laughs> back to Cam Newton. We're at 25 minutes here. Let's get moving. Um, so Cam Newton now... Still not issuing an apology. And I see some female media members saying that they're offended and yada, yada, yada. I, I'll say this. I think most of them probably aren't actually offended by what Cam said. Then they might be. And the reason I say that is because I bet you they deal with this shit on a daily basis. This was out in the world for, you know, we all saw this. This was a press conference. There's, there's no denying what he said or how it was perceived or the tone it was delivered in. Do you think that if he said something like that to her and no one saw it, no one heard it, I think she'd be hesitant to report it because of the lynch mob. They come out, to, oh, Cam, what you just, oh, no, no. Cam will say it was taken out of context. The whole fucking deal. I think and this is, this is, you know, this is liberal vigilante, you know, for female rights, Brian here. I'm a feminist here. I think it happens all the time. And I think we're, you know, it's a long time ago since Susan Waldman and George Bell. But I'd be shocked if this doesn't happen all the time. So while I think that maybe some people, the female journalists, are not actually offended by this actual instance, but they might be a little bit, I think overall this is like, you know what? Now's the time to fucking say something. Now's the time for me to step up and jump on this. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. I mean, Cam Newton made it fucked up, man. And I don't understand why there is no apology. It is this, you know how these things go. The longer you fester and wait in this muck and mire, yes, both muck and mire, the longer you wait in this shit, man, the worse it gets. He should have immediately come out and said, I don't know what I was thinking. And listen, there's still going to be the people like myself who think it's bullshit. But come on, you, you do this for the masses here. Because you're going to get 75% of the dopey fucking public and go, I really apologize. <laughs> who cares, you know? He apologized. So it's good enough for me. So that's that. That that one is until he apologizes, this doesn't go away either. It's it's uh, that that's on Cam, man. He's he's maybe at this time. I haven't looked at Twitter in a few hours. I know. God, can can you believe it? I have not seen an apology. So I don't know. I, I think we. It's gonna stay there. Long. Uh, oh, I like this already. I'm looking at the Twitter here, and I see from. A great follow on Twitter, R-A-K City 27. Rich Kaufman says, L-M-A-O, Chris Sale. Ooh, I like that. Let's check that out. Ooh, baby, I like that. I went to Trader Joe's today. You know, here I am in California. I'm wearing a Yankee hat. And the person, the, the one behind there says, oh, I can't help out a Yankee fan. I'm like, ah, well, you're going to have to. It's your fucking job. Um, and she goes, yeah, my boyfriend's getting real excited for one o'clock here. 
one o'clock Pacific time. Ah, the Red Sox are on, huh? Can't wait for the Red Sox. I'm just like, where the fuck does this ever end with these fucking assholes? Jesus. Did you see that the the Las Vegas shooter looked for looked for hotels overlooking Fenway? I mean, that's not to like minimize all the people that died in that terrible thing at the Jason Aldean concert, but at least those people had like a chance to like get away. Like think about a baseball game or something like that where you're sitting in a seat. You're 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 confined there. I mean, I know you don't have a seatbelt on, you don't have a straitjacket, but I mean, you, it's a lot harder. You have to wait on a lot of other people to move. I mean, that could have been even worse. And players too. I mean, Jesus, that this that whole Las Vegas thing is so strange. Like, what is this guy's motivation? Like, what what is the wife or the girlfriend? How does she play into this? The whole and the fucking crazy brother, like ranting and raving, and the whole thing is so bizarre. So so bizarre. Uh, and finally, let's. Uh, so it's two nothing Astros. Eh, LMAO. Eh, two nothing one out. I, okay, fine. I'll I'll give Rich the LMAO. Uh, going forward now. Well, this is it. So just staying. I guess we'll end with the same thing. Uh, media, and that is ESPN. Which I, I agree. I, I've read from people like I don't watch ESPN outside of live sports. Why do I give a shit what's on? And you know what. I bitch and moan what's on, and I only watch live sports in there. The only, like, non-live sports I'll watch is maybe, like, the pregame going into a game or, like, slight post-game afterwards. And I'll, like, I'll be on my phone. I forget, like, all of a sudden, oh, Scott Van Pelt's on. Why? Oh, is this football game over? Oh, okay. Um, So that's really where I stand on that. But ESPN showing their desperation, in a sense here. Uh, with with ratings plummeting and first hiring Katie Nolan, which I guess isn't really total desperation because Katie Nolan, for whatever reason, she's so she's so important and she's so thoughtful and she's just she's just so great. I mean, the term white knight was was invented for Katie Nolan because Katie Nolan can basically say anything on Twitter and females will flock to and just go, oh, you go, girl. She is so funny. She represents all of us. Yes. So they will kiss her ass. And guys, because she is attractive, guys think that they'll, you know, if if she's insulted somehow, come to her rescue on Twitter. And uh, that ultimately one day she will get very lonely and she will contact you via direct message and you guys will sleep together. So that's really where most, you, yeah, yeah, get, get, okay, you misogynist asshole. Katie, you're the best. Don't listen to him. Oh boy. When is the medal ceremony for these fucking losers? So Katie Nolan, who again I don't I don't get the the attraction uh, to her to her work. She says edgy stuff like you know Greg Hardy's bad and Roger Goodell is you know a controversial commissioner. I mean the stuff that I mean you you can't find that stuff anywhere else. Uh, but again I can't really criticize them that much for getting her because where else is she gonna go? The 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 real interesting thing if anyone will watch her dopey show because no one did on Fox Sports. Granted they put it on at like midnight, but. We'll have to see going forward. I don't get the Katie Nolan phenomenon. I've never seen her say anything funny. And uh, she's just that girl that's trying to be hip and likes the guys. Drinks beer! Uh, she's just so fucking wacky. I mean, whoa. Uh, and the, and the, the other thing was Barstool Sports, which I've uh, rallied against. This is a complete cesspool of just uh, forced... If anyone says they like Barstool, they probably actually don't. People just tell them that Barstool is good. They go, yeah, yeah, it is. So part of my take, which is by far probably the most popular uh, show, podcast on the Barstool, probably the most popular element of Barstool at this sense, is getting a show on ESPN2. Now, this reeks, I don't want to say it reeks of desperation for Barstool. I just find it, I mean, I don't blame those two guys, Big Cat and Pro PFT. 
it's a payday, man. And I'm sure they've gotten money through Barstool, but this is a payday. You don't know how long you're going to be around in this media world. Fucking go for it. In that sense, go for it. But like what sell out like losers in a sense? You guys have made a complete career out of mocking the traditional media, which you know what is completely justified completely justified to mock the media they're they're in the stupid questions and the stupid cliches and all that shit um it's 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 justified we get it but the name of your show is based off of two espn shows and it's mocking it's a joke pardon the interruption and first take pardon my take and now you're working at espn like what the fuck is that? And because, you know, I can just imagine working at ESPN, like all like maybe it's maybe I'm completely different. I feel like everyone talk about an echo chamber. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're like clicks and sex and they don't have this, the same thing, but they probably all hated just like everyone else. Just in Richard Dyche and the whole fucking world all hated, hated Barstool. I thought they were. But then they hired a, a woman CEO. So all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're for on the forefront cutting edge of just fucking, you know, feminist inequality. So I, I can imagine everyone hating them but then embracing them. Now they're coming to our network. Oh, this is so much fun. And Barstool, like, really? This this is where you guys are now. Go for the payday. Go for the payday. Longevity, I don't think it works at all. I don't think it works at all because eventually ESPN, if it was successful, ESPN will buy them out piece by piece, piece by piece. And Barstool will no longer exist. Barstool, brought to you by ESPN. <laughs> oh god whatever man i just don't get it i don't get it anyways all right i think that's enough i think you've heard enough now it's time to watch baseball try not to drink as much but uh we will go uh, forward and see what's going on i want to get back into the lmao uh oh, what is that oh now the red sox have guys on okay maybe not lmao anymore all right like i said yankee sweep they sweep in in sunday in New York, okay? So if uh, you're new to the podcast or old, remember, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, all that. Follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlue. So with all that being said, uh, I'm going to... New York on Sunday, big city taking a nap. Slow down, it's Sunday, life's a ball, let it fall in your lap. If you got trouble... Just take them out for a walk They'll burst like bubbles In the front of a Sunday in New York You can spend time without spending a dime Watching people watch people pass Later you pause And in one of those stores There's that face next to yours in the glass Two hearts stop beating You're both too breathless to speak Love smiles are greeting Then the dream that has seen you through the week Comes true on Sunday in New York New York on Sunday Big city taking a nap Slow down, it's Sunday Life's a ball, let it fall in your lap if you got trouble, go take them out for a walk. They'll burst like bubbles in the fun of a Sunday in New York. You can spend
passing time without spending a dime Watching people watch people pass Later you pause and in one of those stores There's that face next to yours in the glass Two hearts stop beating You're both too breathless to speak Love smiles are greeting Them a dream that has seen you through the week Sunday in New York Comes true on Sunday in New York 